You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. This is the Locked On Jets podcast for Tuesday, April 6th, 2021. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. And I'd like to begin today's show with a special shout out to subscribers to this podcast. And if you would like to join that group, just go to your favorite podcast source and click the subscribe button. And if you do that, we will deliver new episodes to your device each morning as they are posted. As this is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets, we have new episodes each day, Monday through Friday, through most of the year. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to listen. Before the beginning of every week, I try to come up with a tentative podcast schedule so that I know what I'm going to be talking about each day on the show, and sometimes the Jets just throw you a curveball, and that's what happened yesterday as they offered some clarity on how they are going to move forward at the quarterback position. Not complete clarity, there still are a few questions about what's going to happen, but we can now say with some degree of confidence that the Jets are going to take a quarterback with the second selection in the NFL draft, which is coming up in a few weeks, because they traded Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers. The Jets get a sixth round pick this year, and then two picks next year, a second round pick and a fourth round pick. I'll be honest, I thought Darnold was going to be traded. I thought the Jets would probably wait until the draft, but it seems like they got the, the deal they were looking for, so there was no reason to wait. There's a lot to discuss about this trade, and kind of a secondary thought, but if you're Teddy Bridgewater, I guess the official signal that your time in a city is over is your team acquiring Sam Darnold, because you may remember three years ago, he signed with the Jets as a free agent. The Jets then drafted Darnold third overall, and he was traded before the beginning of the season. Well, now Bridgewater's in Carolina, and the Panthers traded for Darnold. They gave up a lot to get him, and they also are picking up Darnold's fifth-year option for 2022, which is pretty expensive. So these are all signals that Bridgewater's on his way out of town. So if you're Teddy Bridgewater, I think you never want to see Sam Darnold again. As I mentioned, you know, to state the obvious, the Jets, we can now write in ink that the Jets are going to draft a quarterback second overall. I think it was always heading in this direction. It kind of the, the signs kind of pointed to Sam's time with the Jets being over, but now we have official confirmation. The Jets obviously would not be making this trade unless they were drafting a quarterback second overall. Now we don't again, like I said, we don't have complete clarity because we don't know which quarterback they're going to draft, but we now have more clarity on the quarterback position, and it is a big decision for Joe Douglas because it is very very likely that his success or failure as general manager of the New York Jets will be determined by this particular selection. Now, yeah, of course, there are scenarios where Douglas gets the quarterback right, but he cannot build up the rest of the team. There are also scenarios where maybe the quarterback fails and Douglas is able to somehow salvage things and you know get another shot. But most likely, in most cases, you only get one shot to take your quarterback And that player's success or failure, because the quarterback position is so important in the NFL, determines whether or not you are viewed as a success or whether you get fired. And 
it's no surprise that the timing came now. Now, like I said, I've been expecting it to happen during the draft. That always seemed pretty logical to me, but the reports have always been that the Jets were going to wait until they had finalized their decision at quarterback. And I don't think it's an accident that this comes a few days after Justin Fields' pro day. Zach Wilson's, of course, came earlier. It comes a few days after the final pro day of the last viable option who still had to have his pro day. So it seems like the Jets have figured out which direction they're going to move in. I think we can all assume that Jacksonville is taking Trevor Lawrence first overall, and the Jets have their choice of the quarterbacks who are not Trevor Lawrence. And if you're looking for something positive to think about this decision, just know this. There was no reason Joe Douglas had to draft a quarterback this year because he still has four years left on his contract. If he did not love any of the quarterbacks in this year's class, they could have brought Sam back for another year. Joe was not going to lose his job after the 2021 season with a first-year head coach. There was no pressure here. Like When the Jets picked Sam Darnold, Mike McCagden was entering year four. The team had not had much success. He pretty much had to draft a quarterback that year. And you never want to be in a spot where you have to draft a player at a certain position, much less quarterback. There's no guarantee the Jets are going to get this right, but it should at least give you some peace of mind to know that the Jets are in a spot where they could pick a quarterback, but the general manager does not need to pick a quarterback. He still has, again, four years left on his contract, Still, still plenty of job security. So the fact that the Jets are going to pick a quarterback this year tells you that the general manager truly, truly believes in the guy that they will be picking. Now, whether or not that is the correct decision, we don't know right now. But you at least know process-wise that the Jets are not making a move because they feel desperate, because they feel like they have to do it. They're doing it because they want to take whichever of these quarterbacks they will be selecting. And I think ultimately, this is probably the best for all parties. I think all parties could use a fresh beginning. I think that for the Jets, the benefits are obvious. You reset the clock on the rookie contract. Sam Darnold was in his last year on his cheap rookie contract. By drafting a new quarterback, now you have four years where your quarterback is cost-controlled. And if you get that pick right, that means that you're getting quality quarterback play at a big discount, and you can use the savings because you're not you're paying you're not paying much money for your quality quarterback. You're paying the money that you would usually go to the quarterback, and you can build up the rest of your team. And as far as Sam goes, in some ways, I think this trade is kind of bittersweet. If you've been a fan of Sam's, like I have been, I liked him. I liked him when the Jets drafted him. I thought he was a really good prospect. I had very high hopes for this era. And it has not panned out. And some of it's Sam's fault, I think. Some of it is not Sam's fault. Ultimately, though, I think it's best that for Sam to turn the page, to get out of this organization where he, frankly, was set up to fail, get into a new environment with a new coaching staff. It's not a bad situation in Carolina, at least as far as the skill players goes, because he's got Christian McCaffrey. He's got a receiver. You know he's got pretty solid chemistry with Mr. Anderson. There are a couple of other playmakers there in Carolina. So I'd like that as a landing spot. And in some ways, the Jets are kind of, I'm sorry, in some ways, the Panthers are kind of like an alternate universe version of the Jets because you have Matt Rule, who the Jets almost hired back in 2019 as their head coach. And you have Sam there now, and you have Robbie Anderson. So this is almost like watching what could have been with the Jets. That's what it's going to be like watching the Carolina Panthers over the next few years. 
But although I do believe this is likely the best move for all parties, giving both the Jets and Sam Darnold a fresh beginning, there is a part of me that is very sad because of the expectations that were here when Darnold was drafted. Because of how things went wrong, because of how the Jets failed Sam Darnold as much as Sam Darnold failed the Jets. This was a situation that it felt like it had so much potential and it felt like it was squandered. And while I think this trade was probably necessary, it's just one final reminder of how things went wrong. It's a final reminder that this era will ultimately be remembered as a failure. And there are plenty of people to blame for that. But it's, you know, when you close the, when you, there's just a degree of finality here that now you know that there's not going to be any sort of salvaging Sam Darnold's time in New York. You know, even, even though I thought the Jets were going to draft a quarterback, there was a part of me that kind of held on to hope that somehow Sam would figure it out here and there would be some sort of happy ending. And now you know that's not going to be the case. And I have nothing against Sam. I think he was a classy guy when he was here. I think he did his best. I think he was, again, put into a horrible situation. I got to say, like, I mean, I, I don't know how you feel. I'm kind of hoping he does well. I'll be rooting for him going forward in Carolina. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. College basketball is now over. The Baylor Bears have been crowned the national champion, but the NBA and NHL are in full swing. And Bet Online also covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Tuesday, one day after the Jets trade Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers. In exchange, the Jets get a sixth-round pick this year and a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick next year. I think it's fair to say the Jets got very good value for Darnold. I've been a big skeptic about these reports that they could get a day-two pick for him, and they got more than a day-two pick. They got a second-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and a sixth-round pick. Now, I know the second round pick and the fourth round pick aren't until next year. And there's this weird perception in the NFL that a pick next year is less valuable than a pick this year. And I guess it's kind of in the eye of the beholder. If you're a general manager who needs to win this year or you lose your job, then yeah, a pick this year is more valuable because if your team is bad this year and you get fired, you don't get you don't benefit from the future pick. But you know, next year eventually comes. And to me, like a second round pick is a second round pick. So even if you have to wait a year for it, Still a very good value for the Jets. And, you know, if you read some of the reports yesterday, it does sound like the Panthers were the only team that was interested. So that kind of explains the disparity in some of the rumors that have been going around because there has been talk for months about the Jets potentially getting a day two pick for Darnold. Yet it did not seem like the market was that robust once we got to free agency. Well, it sounds like Carolina was the only team that was actually interested. And listen, what happens with these picks is more important than the trade itself. You know, if you go back 30 years, the Cowboys made a very famous trade involving a star running back, Herschel Walker. They got a ton of picks in return, and Jimmy Johnson has always said that the most important thing about that trade was that they picked, they selected the right players with the picks they acquired. That's more important than getting the picks. But ultimately, I don't see how you look at this and say the Jets did not get good value. 
they got very good value. There's nothing really in Sam Darnold's level of play to this point to justify a return like this. The Jets did better than Arizona did for Josh Rosen a few years back, and Rosen really only had one year of failure, and he had three cheap years left under his contract. Darnold has you know, three years that, for the most part, weren't that great with a few good flashes, but only one cheap year left. So the fact the Jets were able to do this when there was only one suitor, I think very good value. And once again, Joe Douglas, again, and I want to make this clear, this trade means nothing unless Joe Douglas hits on the picks. And the Jets are really set up now. Joe Douglas has no excuses. He can he needs to be able to turn this thing around in the next, you know, I think within three years, within two to three years, we will know whether Joe Douglas is the right guy for the job because Jets now have plenty of picks. Now, we know they're taking a quarterback second overall, but you now have an extra first-round pick this year. You have an extra third-round pick this year, an extra first-round pick next year, an extra second-round pick next year. So let's just put this into context. You know, in the next two years, you've got seven picks in the first two rounds combined. That's a lot of draft capital to have. And you, I mean, you can call it six because you know the Jets are drafting a quarterback second overall, but that could also have a big impact. So the resources are in place for the Jets to turn this thing around within the next year to two to three. Now it's about getting the picks right. But I think ultimately, if you look at the process, the fact that Joe Douglas, by most reports, was able to get Carolina to kind of negotiate against against itself because there weren't any real suitors. And the reports yesterday from NFL insiders are that the price just kept going up. Douglas would not budge until he got his price. You look at this. This is now, I, I think you would say, the third pro- trade involving a prominent Jets player. And Douglas has gotten great value in all three. You know, you look at a few years back, his first year on the job when he traded Leonard Williams near the deadline. And Le- Williams was in the last year of his contract and he was kind of underachieving. He got a third round pick and a fifth round pick for him. Last year, Jamal Adams wanted out would have been easy to do a panic trade to get him out of there for what you could get. Douglas held firm, got a couple first round picks in return, and now makes a deal for Sam Darnold, involving Sam Darnold, quarterback who really has not had much success in the league, only one suitor, and gets a second round pick, a fourth round pick, and a sixth round pick out of Carolina. And you could argue, I mean, when Douglas took the job, I mean, those were, the Jets did not have many tradable assets. Those were three of them, and you know, if you look at the roster then, Quinn and Williams may have been the only other player who had value at the time Douglas took the job. So of the three, of the assets he had, he's traded three of them and gotten a really good return for all of them. Now, you know, that's only part of the job. Again, the most important job is going to be hitting on these picks, but the Jets are now set up, and very good job, I think, by Joe Douglas getting good value for Sam Darnold. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they are always reliably low. rockauto.com's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Tuesday, the day after the New York Jets trade Sam Darnold, the former third overall pick to the Carolina Panthers 
In exchange, the Jets receive a sixth-round pick this year and future second- and fourth-round picks. It is a new beginning for all involved. Darnold gets to go to a new team in a new city in, frankly, what will be better circumstances and gets an opportunity to build a career in this league. And the Jets will begin again with a new quarterback, whether it's Zach Wilson, whether it's Justin Fields. We now know that quarterbacks are going to go one, two, three in the draft. We know Jacksonville is going to take Trevor Lawrence. The Jets are going to draft a quarterback at two after trading Darnold, and the 49ers traded a pair of future first-round picks to move up from 12 to three, so we know they're taking a quarterback. As I mentioned at the top of the show, it's exciting for the Jets because you're beginning a new era, but for me, there's also a degree of sadness because this was an era that failed. And I feel like Darnold's trade is one final reminder to, to the Jets that they need to do it better next time because I don't know whether Sam Darnold is going to succeed in Carolina. I don't know whether he would have succeeded in better circumstances with the Jets, but I think it's clear that the Jets set Sam Darnold up to fail. They did not put a good offensive line around him. They did not put a quality group of receivers around him. They certainly did not give him a quality coaching staff, that's for sure. In fact, Darnold and Carolina will, will settle one question. We will find out whether Adam Gase is the worst coach of the century in the NFL or merely just the worst coach in the decade of, a dec- of the decade. Because if Darnold fails, then you could say, okay, well, Gase is just the worst coach of the decade. But if Darnold goes on and has success in Carolina and there is a second quarterback former first rounder who Gase failed to develop, we have to start talking about Gase as you know one of the worst coaches in NFL history, maybe the worst coach in the century. So that'll settle that debate. But ultimately, the Jets need to build around this next quarterback. And this was something that I noticed within the organization. Maybe I'm reading too much into comments that were made, but you heard it from top to bottom. You heard it from the owner, from the former general manager, from the coach. The Jets kept talking, and the, the way that they talked, and the way that they acted... They made it sound like they were expecting Sam Darnold to bail the organization out of any mistake. I remember back when Adam Gase was hired, one of the big media talking points for why it was okay was that, well, the Jets have Sam Darnold now, so everything will be okay. Well, that was a really bad point because the Jets would have had Sam Darnold no matter who the coach was. But this kind of displayed this flawed thinking around the franchise that Sam Darnold was there to save the day. Sam Darnold was there to fix whatever was wrong with the Jets. You know, if the Jets did not have a proper offensive line, well, Sam Darnold would be good enough to overcome it. The Jets did not have quality receivers or quality coaching. Well, it was Sam Darnold's job to fix it. The Jets' defense gave up too many points. Well, we have a quarterback now. That's the wrong way to go about developing a quarterback in the NFL. Young quarterbacks need to be developed. They need to have, you need to focus on helping the young quarterback. It's not about what the young quarterback can do for you. It's how you can help the young quarterback. That means putting the proper infrastructure around him. That means investing in an offensive line, investing in a receiver core. And the Jets have done a decent job building the receiver core. There's still some work to do on the offensive line. It means putting a, putting a quality coaching staff around him, a coaching staff that knows how to develop a quarterback. Yes, you hope you get to a point where the quarterback can carry the team, but you can't ask the quarterback to do that as a rookie, as a second-year player, as a third-year player. The quarterback at that point is still learning. He's still adjusting to the NFL. You need to help him. Maybe seven, eight, nine years in, then he could start lifting the team up. But you can't ask a quarterback to 
bail out every single mistake an organization makes. And you can't ask a quarterback to single-handedly lift a franchise out of a decade of failure. That's what the Jets did with Sam Darnold. And it's what I hope they won't do with whoever it is, whether it's Wilson, whether it's Fields. I hope the Jets will be a little bit smarter this time around. Now, fortunately, the culprits who helped lead to Darnold's demise are almost all gone. You know, the head coach is different. The general manager is different. The owner is Christopher Johnson is still here, but it actually seems like he's genuinely learned his lessons and is trying to do better this time. So hopefully that things will be different this time. But this trade for me, as much as I feel like it was a good thing, as much as I feel like it's necessary, as much as I feel like it's going to help all parties involved, it could not help but bring back memories. It brought back memories of how excited I was the night the Jets drafted Darnold, how excited I was at various points during his first two years when, you know, even though he was inconsistent, there wasn't much around him and he flashed signs of being something special. You know, you think about some December games he played in 2018 against Houston and Green Bay. I remember, I remember the Dallas game in 2019 when he returned from Mono. I, I was at that game, how good he looked in that game. Uh, various points later in the year, games against the Giants in Washington, where he looked like he could really be a quarterback in this league. And I think about not only the ways he failed, because look, objectively speaking, Darnold did not develop. He had something to do with his own demise. I mean, how many times did he try and force a throw that did not need to be made where he could have just thrown the ball away? But, you know, you look at how inconsistent his footwork was and how the Jets never seemed to invest in trying to figure that out to help increase his accuracy. You look at how they never really developed an offense based on concepts that he was comfortable with, except for a few points where he went into Adam Gase's office and said, this is what we need to do. The Jets put everything on Sam Darnold, and I think they set him up to fail. Now, I know some people may disagree with that. That's how I feel. I feel like the Jets failed. I feel like the Jets failed Sam Darnold more than Sam Darnold failed the Jets. And I can only hope that this is a turning point, that the Jets look at this and they take a better path forward with whoever the next quarterback is. Because this is a team that has a real opportunity to turn the page right now. And this is a team that has the resources to get a lot better within the next two to three years. And if they do that, and if they invest in the next quarterback, instead of expecting the quarterback to do everything, this could be a special era. And maybe maybe the mistakes made with Sam Darnold will pave the way for a brighter future, and maybe the next quarterback will be put into a better position and have more success as a result. Anyway, that's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy the show, subscribe to it and leave it a five-star review. Hope you have a great Tuesday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with our weekly mailbag, so send in your questions.